And I want to start with a question for you today. Have you ever bargained with God? Honest answer? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I think most of us would have to admit at some point we've reached situations in our lives where we have that bargain conversation with God. Some crisis has hit, maybe it's for ourselves, maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's at work, at home, a family, financial, medical, relationship, you name it. And we are desperate for God's help. We want that miracle. And so we, we tend to make God an offer. You know, I'll go to church more. Um, I'll, I, I won't talk that way anymore. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give in the offering. I, whatever we think God might be impressed with. Um, we come up with what we think we can do to make a bargain with him. So we get our miracle, and hopefully God gets something in the deal. But the main deal is we want our miracle. We want him to do something that will help us. Well, a few weeks ago in this sermon series, we looked at not a fan, and, and we saw in John 6 that there were huge crowds following Jesus. His popularity had hit, and I'm sure the disciples were thrilled. And there were just people everywhere. And if you follow through John 6, and we did a few weeks ago, Jesus even tried to get away from the crowds, and they followed him. Uh, he went across the Sea of Galilee, and they went all the way around the lake to find him. But he also comes to them, and that's what we looked at a few weeks ago. He comes to them, and he's pretty honest with them. You're just here because you want free food, aren't it? Isn't it? Um, you, you want a miracle. You like the show. You're just here for what you're going to get out of this, isn't it? And Jesus wasn't trying to be mean to them. As we're going to see today, or I hope I can explain to you today, I think what Jesus was doing was challenging them to check their own hearts. Why are you here? Why are you following me? Why did you go all the way around the Sea of Galilee? Why did you come all the way back? Why are you following me? Because Jesus realized that that is a critically important question. It's a question that we still need to look at today. Because people still do that. Maybe if, if we're honest, maybe some of us are here today because we need something from Jesus. Maybe it's we who need that miracle. Maybe there's some crisis in our life or a friend's life or a family member's life. Something we need from Jesus, something that he'll do that'll help us. And we think that maybe if we come to church or maybe if we pray more, we can get that thing from Jesus. And I think Jesus, just like Jesus challenged the crowd, he wants to challenge us today. Why are you here? Is it just for that miracle? Is it just for that free meal? Or is there something more? Jesus even challenged his own disciples. If you look in John 6, at the end of the chapter, so he's already challenged the crowds and said, why are you here? Really, why are you following me? And he challenges them that it's not about the miracle. It's not about the free meal. Don't just come for that. Don't just come for that miracle. And it says the lot left. When they were challenged in that way, whether they didn't like the answer or they didn't like their motive being exposed or they thought maybe there's not going to be any more free meals. It says a lot of them left. And then Jesus 
turns to his own disciples, the twelve, and basically asks them the same question. First of all, verses 66 and 67, from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. I don't think Jesus was asking that question because he didn't know the answer. He knew who was going to leave a little bit later. He even knew who was going to betray him. I think he was asking that question so the disciples would ask themselves. Am I going to leave? Why am I following Jesus? Is this just about a miracle? Is this just about a free meal? Why am I here? I think he was asking the disciples to check their motives of why they were following him, why they were a Christian, a follower of Jesus. Simon Peter goes on to answer for the disciples in verse, starting with 68. Simon Peter answered Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? In other words, what he says, who else are we going to go to, Jesus? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The disciples got it. That there was something about Jesus that was way beyond a free meal or a, an answer to prayer for one day. That there was something about Jesus that was so much more important. And they wanted that. They wanted Jesus. They understood that He was the Son of God come to earth. He was the one God had sent to save humanity. And that more than any answered prayer or any miracle, it was Jesus they wanted. They were following Jesus for the right reason. Because the greatest thing that Jesus offers us is not an answer to prayer. I know that may shock you. But the greatest thing that Jesus offers us isn't an answer to prayer. It's himself. In all he is, in who he is, as Peggy prayed, in all the different aspects of who Jesus is, it's Jesus himself that is the greatest thing he offers us. If you look in chapter 6 again, I want to read a couple sections. First of all, 26 and 27. He's still speaking to the whole crowd. This is before they've left. And he says, Very truly I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw the signs I perform, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. You're looking for a meal. Don't, do not work for food that spoils but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for on Him God the Father has placed His seal of approval. Jesus says, don't worry about food that spoils. I can give you a meal today and you'll be hungry tomorrow, Jesus said. If that's all I'm about, you're missing the whole point, because what I want to give you is a food that will fill you forever. And that's so much more important and so much better. He makes that same point later in the chapter. Start with verse 48. He says, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. 
But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus, again, is talking about bread. But he said, it's easy to focus on bread in today's meal. He said to a lot of the crowd, that's why you're here. But please understand, that, mood, that food's going to spoil. Remember the manna? God provided it while Israel was escaping from Egypt 40 years in the wilderness. But one of the things about the manna, you couldn't save it because it would rot. By tomorrow, it would be rotten. wouldn't last. And that's what Jesus is referring to. He said, when you're only seeking me for that quick answer to that momentary prayer or that problem today... That doesn't last, because next week, guess what? There's more. And we see that, don't we? We think, if Jesus will answer this one prayer today, I'll be happy. And that happiness lasts for a little while. But in a few weeks, a few months, something else hits. We need something else. And it's just that endless thing. And Jesus says, I want to give you something so much more. I want to give you the bread of life. It's me. My flesh. It's me, Jesus. To the woman at the well, he says, I am living water. I I drink from me and you'll never thirst again. The same concept. It's in me, Jesus, that your needs will be met, not just now, but forever. And that's why Jesus challenged all those disciples, and I believe he challenges us today. Don't make the mistake of just focusing on the momentary answered prayer or the momentary miracle for today. Because if you do that, you'll miss the greater thing I want to give you. And that's me, Jesus. And letting me take your life, letting me feed you in a deep inner spiritual way with the bread of life and living water that will change your life permanently forever. You'll never worry about the rest when you have me. Certainly, Jesus helps us now. Whether it's a crisis we're in or feeling alone or grief or anguish or the need for him to lead us, He helps us in so many ways, and that is part of Jesus. But it's just part of Jesus. In some ways, those are Jesus' minor gifts. He says, I want to give you something so much bigger. And in our culture, it's hard for us to wrap our heads around that because we have become a culture that lives for today. And we want those benefits from Jesus today. And those benefits are real. But in the grand scheme of things, in the really big picture, there's something so much bigger that Jesus wants us to give. And that is eternity. And not just how long we live, but the quality of life for eternity. Because he said, I want to give you the bread of life. 
where we don't just live forever, but we live forever as adopted sons and daughters of God. At one point, we're told we will be co-heirs with Jesus. Our name's on the will right after Jesus. We are inheritors of the kingdom of God with the privileges and the power and the rights that go with that. Sitting at the right hand of the Father just beyond Jesus. Children of God. Me and you. Not because we deserve it, earn it, or should be there. In fact, we shouldn't be. But Jesus said, but if you'll eat my flesh, if you'll eat this bread of life, if you'll drink this living water, if you'll grab Jesus, all the rest is taken care of. And you will have a quality of life beyond what we could ask or imagine. However you think heaven is, it's better. However wonderful you think life is going to be in heaven, it's going to be better. I think a lot of us have grown up with this image that, well, heaven, I, I don't know, we just sit on a cloud and maybe play a harp. Or we don't know what we do, we just sort of sit there. And I won't begin to tell you that I know what heaven's going to be like, but Scripture indicates it's creation restored to perfection without any of the brokenness that irritates us now. Creation restored all of the beauty, perfectly beautiful. The bodies or whatever God has created restored to perfection, no disease, no evil, no tornadoes that destroy, none of that, only the positive. And we are in God's presence with the angels and all of the spiritual beings that have stood for eternity with God. And Moses is there and Paul is there and Abraham is there. And the disciples are there. And your ancestors that led you to faith and went before you are there. And this goes on and on forever. And Jesus says, that's what I want for you. And that is so much better than a free meal for tomorrow. But I want you to have me, he says. And if you just stay absorbed in the free meal and the answered prayer for today, you might not grab me. And that's why he challenges people. Because he says, I want you to have the greater gift. And if you become too absorbed in today's hunger, you might not grab me. And he said, that's all that matters, is me. And what you'll find is, it's true. Even if you don't get all your prayers answered and all the meals you need, I, I look at the persecuted Christians around the world, and in some ways you'd look at them, I look at them, and I say, gosh, they didn't get any of their prayers answered. And yet their writings are full of joy and the blessings of God because they have Jesus. And they understand that in that jail cell, Jesus is there with them. And whatever they may do to their bodies tomorrow, they have Jesus. And it doesn't matter. 
And if they are killed tomorrow, they just get to go home and start that perfect life. It doesn't matter. Because they have Jesus, and that's why they are overjoyed, whatever life brings them. There are times Jesus will help, him, help us in this life, and He will deliver us, and He will heal us, and there's times He won't. Because of other plans He has, or something He's trying to do that we don't understand. But if we have Jesus, we can hold on to His hand. And know it's going to be okay. I noticed something that I have to admit to you that's been way too late that I've noticed in Scripture. As I struggle with joy and I look at the passages about joy. And, and I read David in the Psalms or Paul in Philippians. And I notice something they always say. That their joy is in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. They never write about rejoice in your circumstances. Rejoice in your answered prayers. It's rejoice in the Lord. Because nothing can take God away from us. If we have Jesus, we will always have Him. And if we have Jesus, He's enough. And if he asks us to walk through a dark valley, he says, I'll be right there with you. And it's going to be okay. And if I can't answer this prayer today because of a plan I have that you don't understand, I'm still going to hold on to your hand. It's going to be okay. Because I am with you. And that's why Jesus drove some people away. Because he said, this isn't about free food. It's about the bread of life. It's about the living water that nothing can take from you. Hold on to my hand. Grab Jesus. Because that really is all that matters. So what about you? What are you focused on? Is it just tomorrow's meal? An answered prayer? A blessing you want? Or is it that living bread? That water that will never thirst again. Is it Jesus? I asked Carrie if we could sing an old hymn. For some of you, it's going to be a new song. And for some of you, it's going to be very familiar. But it calls us to put our focus in one place. On Jesus. And that's what I hope you'll do. Those are the true followers of Jesus, those who want Him above all else. Let's pray and we'll sing. Jesus, thank You for coming. Thank You that there's You and that we can have You, the bread of life, living water. Help us look beyond the momentary things we need from You and realize that with you, we'll be okay. Help us be like the disciples who said, who else are we going to go to, Jesus? It's only you. Help us see that today in our own lives. It's only you. Help us look at you. 
in your son's name. Amen.